Lord, if you're there, please infuse my nuts with the power of a thousand suns. Holy shit, you're real? Let that be Welcome, everybody, to a very, very special brand new show that will probably only be one episode, but hey, that's fine. It's the Thunder Years, or the Blunder of Thunder, or whatever I decide to call this. It is the very first episode of WCW Thunder. That's right, I did the first episode of SmackDown, so I figured I'd do the first episode of WCW's second show. A super generic theme song with lightning sound effects, not thunder, or anything like that, lightning, plays, and we are welcomed to Daytona Beach, Florida for the very first episode of WCW Thunder. Tony Schiavone says it's time to unveil a brand new era of wrestling. Pyro goes off all over the place, and it's a three-hour program. I mean, I know it's not always this, but... Three hours? Really? God. Okay, here we go. Tony is joined by Lee Marshall and Bobby the Brain Heenan. This event is right after Starcade 1997. Tony throws it to Monday Nitro as Hogan and Conan arrive. Savage, Rude, Hall, and Bischoff arrive in a separate limo. This leads to questions on if the NWO were having issues with each other. Maybe they just didn't all want to cram into the back of one limo. This, of course, is the beginning of the Wolfpack Hollywood split. But before all of that, we get a recap of Nick Patrick getting suspended for being the NWO ref. We see Luger beat Savage via roll-up from Nitro. Are we going to actually wrestle anytime soon on this show, or is this just, like, fucking Smackdown before the brand split? Savage tries to use a chair on Luger, so Bischoff grabs it from Savage. Macho Man levels Bischoff, which brings out Hogan. Nash follows him and lays out Savage. It's finally time for our first match on this January 8th, 1998 premiere. That, of course, means I am a little ahead of Adam on his Nitromania podcast. But that's okay. Doors open up to show us Chris Adams. Huh? Who? Whatever. He is wearing a coat uh, that he apparently stole off a nutcracker. The NWO music plays as Macho Man Randy Savage arrives with Miss Elizabeth. Savage attacks the Brit before the bell. Savage snake eyes him, and then chokes him in the corner. Savage throws Adams outside the ring and gently drops him onto the stairs, then places him on the ring barricade. He's a very, very gentle, very, very soothing person. Savage back inside, and he gets reversed and thrown into the ring post. Luger appears out of nowhere and nails Savage with a chair. Chris Adams covers Savage and gets the win. What? What? Douchebag J.J. Dillon comes out to talk to the ref as we go to break. Back from break, and Hogan and Bischoff did... What? Did we forget about J.J.? What? Alright. Bischoff announces Hogan is still... 
the World Heavyweight Champion. Tonight, Hollywood gets his title back. Well, you know. <sighs> Every good-looking girl in a bikini says that Hollywood beat Sting for the one, two, three. What? That, that was a Bischoff, like, sticks to doing what you do best. Complaining. So the match between Hogan and Sting featured Nick Patrick fast-counting for Hogan to win, only for the match to be restarted and Sting winning by submission. But Hogan has the tape to show the count should have been the finish. Alright. More on that later. Back from break, and we get a WCW Saturday Night promo. I think we need a WCW Saturday Night on our network. Get on, Sal. WCW Saturday Night. It's got a good ring to it. Oh, that's right. I'm doing a show. Mike Tanay is with James J. Dillon. Did, has he been waiting the entire time? Dillon says that WCW is trying to hold people accountable for their actions. So the first match now ends with Savage winning via DQ. You took 20 minutes to get to that. Lex Luger arrives to scream at Dillon. He's pissed that WCW now decided to care about, uh, you know, holding people accountable a year after NWO has been pushing their shit in. Lex is screaming into the camera instead of the guy he's actually pissed at. He fucks off and Dylan says, I'm just trying to do my job. Some fat guy walks out. It's Luis Bacoli. I'm worried I've made a mistake in watching Thunder. Some fun sax music hits and out comes Rick Martell. I just can't get away from this guy. <laughs> Martel apparently just debuted a week ago in WCW. Martel leaps over Spigoli and then dumps him outside. Spigoli is wearing a t-shirt and jeans. How is this guy employed? Tony claims we are going to have some of the best wrestling here on Thunder. Maybe don't say that during a Louis Spigoli match. Spigoli starts... I can't say this fucking douchebag's name. Spigoli... I feel like it's racist. Starts working over Martel as Raven and the Flock arrive in the crowd. Ah, now I remember why I wanted to watch WCW. Raven, Sick Boy, Billy Kidman on Opium, Ludi, Riggs. I love the Raven's Nest. Or the Flock. Or the Raven's Flock. Or Raven's Cabinet Members. Whatever they want to be called this time. Alright, there's a match going on. Martel puts on a Quebec Crab, whatever that is, for the win. And Lee Marshall says it's the same move that Jericho uses. Almost like Jericho stole it from somebody. Hmm. Can't see me, but I'm stroking my chin violently. They show Starcade from last week. I thought... Never mind. Nash, uh, or Hall, says Nash will not be here. The Giant arrives, and he says he will be here in professional wrestling for a long time. I mean, he's 100% right. It's 2021, and he will probably have another match this year. Hall spits his toothpick in Giant's face and then starts punching him, but Giant no-sells it. He picks up and chucks Hall. Giant is going to choke Simon, but instead stops and Jackknife powerbombs him. That's a, an impressive feat. Scott Hall is not a small dude. Back to Thunder, and Iron Mike Tanay arrives to the announce booth. Tenzin arrives. Oh boy, he is wearing an NWO shirt. His wonky music has NWO drops placed into it. 
he has on a bullhorn mask. <sighs> yeah, I forgot this is this point of the NWO where everyone's a member. Racist Japanese music hits and out comes Ohara with Sonny Ono. Heenan says, bear with me, Heenan says this, not me, Heenan says that they named an airport after Ohara. Then says he doesn't have a plane, he has a rickshaw. Racist. O'Hara, not O'Hara, by the way, in case you didn't get that joke, attacks Tenzin. He has a Japanese kanji spray-painted on his back, which is from the NWO J Japan's table, and apparently this means dog. Tenzin has a bull silhouette on his trunks, meaning the rock stole his trunks from this mulleted man. It's not just a mullet, it's a mullet with a black and white stripe down the side. Reckon yellow, sorry. O'Hara powerbombs Tenzin, and then shoves his face into Tenzin's donger for a two-count. Tenzin spikes O'Hara, and then gives uh, goes up top. He hits a diving headbutt for three. And that's it. Shame he probably doesn't remember this match after all those concussions he got from doing that move. But hey, it was a match. I do love my, my Japanese wrestling. This, this wasn't it. Back from break, and we go back to Nitro. Like, really? Like, we need this much recap? Where Ric Flair is angry about Bret Hart. Flair says Bret should, should say his little saying with Flair standing in the ring. Hart said he is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Flair tells him to say Hart is better than Ric Flair. Hart won't, but he will challenge him to a fight. I like the fact that Ric Flair was just like, just say your, your, your thing to me. And Brett's like, okay. And he does it. And he's like, now not say that, that you're better than me. It's like, no, not kiss me. Uh, Chris Jericho makes his way out. So the network plays his Break the Walls Down theme. I don't think he was using that in WCW. Selvin tells me that song probably didn't exist in 1998. Jericho has a mic. I mean, it's going to exist in like two years, but whatever. He blathers on and on about how the real Chris Jericho is a moron. He apologizes to everyone about something. Apparently throwing a temper tantrum or spreading COVID. I don't know. Uh, his opponent is Ric Flair. Someone holds up a 420 sign in the crowd. I approve. Flair drops Jericho with a shoulder tackle, but Jericho gets him in a headlock and then monkey flips him. Flair gets back body dropped and grabs his ankle. He then pokes Jericho in the eye right in front of the ref. Now, the whole I'm hurt, grab my ankle thing to try to lure my opponent in, like, yeah, it's easy all the time. But then, like, you poked him right in the eye right in front of the fucking ref. Like, you didn't... The, the ref is supposed to, like, go down and check, and then you're supposed to poke him. But instead, the ref was just like, what's going on over there? Jericho clotheslines Flair and sends him to the corner for the flare bump. Jericho suplexes Flair back into the ring, and then whips on a lion salt. Flair flicks Jericho in the dick. He did. Tony is screaming about showing the footage of the fast count. Chill out, bro. We're not there yet. That's the main event. You have legitimately a, an up-and-coming guy who will eventually turn out to be a gigantic asshole and douchebag in the future. And you've got the guy who banged a bunch of chicks. Like, this is supposed to be a good match. Pay attention to the match. Flair chops Jericho, reverses him, and back buddy drops him again, because that's 
pretty much what Flair, Flair does in every match, is get back body dropped a thousand times. Jericho hits a flying elbow for a two count. Flair locks in a figure four and Jericho taps. Jericho flips out and rips Dave's, Dave Panzer's jacket off. Jericho being a little whiny bitch. What else is new? Ming is here. Again, I can't get away from these guys. I do fucking 1995 Royal Rumbles and all the guys are in WCW a couple of years later. Tony name drops Bret Hart being in the WWF and discusses what would happen if he faces off with Ric Flair. The Giant arrives without any music. It was weird. You didn't even want to put in your, well, it's a big show music. Ming gets dropped by Giant, and then Giant picks up Jimmy Hart and chucks him at Ming. That should be a DQ, right? Jimmy Hart, you know, he's a dildo, right? So that's technically a weapon. Tony says sold out by Snickers has a new match. <laughs> so fucking weird that it's not that he's going to be sold out. It's sold out by Snickers. And they say it that way every time. So it sounds like Snickers is selling people out. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Kevin Nash versus the Giant versus Ric Flair. Or Kevin Nash versus the Giant is one match. Ric Flair versus Bret Hart is another match. Giant gets angry at Ming and chokeslams him. And that does it for Ming. Steve Mongo McMichael arrives in the Thunderdome. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Whatever. He is facing Goldberg. Sorry, Bill Goldberg. He hasn't lost his first name yet. Mango hits a tope on Goldberg. No, really. He did. Goldberg then blasts Mongo into the ring rope. A ringside, but Mongo chucks Goldberg into the steps. Back inside, Goldberg hits a power slam. He short arm clotheslines him and rolls up Mongo into a leg scissors. Really? I have a leg scissors? I have no fucking memory of Goldberg ever doing any other moves than kick, punch, it's all in hands. Mongo up for a flying shoulder tackle gets a one. He then football tackles him twice, but Goldberg is back up and spears Mongo. Here comes Mongo, and there goes Mongo. Jackhammer and the three. It was a typical Goldberg match that I remember, other than the leg scissors thing, which I didn't know he could do. Marcus, Buff Bagwell, and Conan arrive, with Vincent, their manservant, behind them. They are current NWO members. They are taking on the Steiner brothers for the Tag Team Championships. The Steiners are your current champs. Ted DiBiase has the belts over his shoulders. Rick is his dog-faced gremlin look, but Scott is still rocking his fully black goatee and black mullet. Although he is losing the battle with his hairline, and his muscles look like they're about to explode. So, he is on the precipice of Big Papa Pump. Scott and Marcus start off. That's a fun thing to say. Buff poses and eats a clothesline from Scott. He's got to be like a month away from going Scott, going full Scott Scott, right? Like, he's, he's fucking yoked. Conan tags in and jumps around like a dick. Rick tags in and drives Conan bird chest first into the turnbuckle. Buff hits Rick as Vincent distracts the ref, which allows Conan to close on Rick and tag in the stuff. Why did you distract the ref for a legal move? Buff hits a flying nothing and gets belly-to-belly suplexed by Rick. Scott tags in and belly-to-belly's Conan for two. Rick goes up on one corner as Scott Frankensteiner's Conan, and then Rick just stands there watching the three count. Was that supposed to be how that went? <laughs> was that supposed to be the beginning of a breakup? I guess we'll see. That was weird. It felt like Steiner was supposed to Frankensteiner him. I can't say Steiner because it's two of them. It seemed like Scott was supposed to Frankensteiner him, and then Rick was supposed to do something. But instead, Scott just pinned him. So Rick was just like, I guess I'm a dick. 
A Macho Man Slim Jim commercial plays. I'm glad they left that in. Tony says there has been a fine issued against Scott Steiner for some reason. Did he fail a steroids test? <laughs> I'm kidding. They don't do those there. Those here. Or in the WWF for this matter. We go back to Scott Stu Star Stu Stu. We go back to Starcade 1987 as I have a stroke for I guess a match that occurred in the dark match spot. But now we're going to watch it. I guess. It's Bret Hart as special ref, Eric Bischoff versus Larry Nabisco. Winner controls WCW. Larry is announced as having over 5,000 wrestling matches. I mean, he's wrestled under 2,000, but whatever. Bret feels up the calf of Larry. Do you think he's got a blade under his skin or something weird? Tony says this is for control of Nitro which has set the standard since 1995. Ben says, can you believe it's been that long? That's, that's fucking three years, dipshit. Like, no, it's not been that long. Bishop goes outside to get advice from Hall, who tells him to do a crane kick. Oh, it's good corner advice, that's all I'm saying. Larry swipes at Bishop and misses. I am already fucking bored of this bullshit. Larry corners him and starts pounding away. Then Larry rubs Eric's face on the mat. Larry locks on a sleeper hold and Brett tells him to break it because it's a chokehold. Larry gets a leg scissors and Brett says it's another chokehold and makes him break it. Larry scoop slams him and puts him on a standing figure four, but Bischoff gets the ropes. Larry then drops a gooch onto Bischoff's leg. Nabisco sends Bischoff into the post. Brett starts counting, and Tony seems insist that Hart would enforce the rules of the match. This apparently means Brett is a member of the NWO. He's not, by the way. But apparently him following the rules means he is a part of it. Bischoff manages to get Larry down and starts stomping at him. Bischoff lays shitty punches into Zabisco, and Eric is apparently being rope-a-doped. Cracker hits him with a uh, hits him in the gut and then gives him a stiff punch to the head. Cracker with a suplex then slams his boss's head into the turnbuckle. Uh, Nabisco pick, puts Eric up in a tree of wool. Hall gets up from the apron and Larry knocks him down, which causes Brett to grab Cracker and pull him back from the corner. Hall digs a steel plate out from under his nutsack and puts it in the boot of Bischoff. This is as weird as it sounds. Bischoff kicks Larry in the face, and the plate gets launched into the fifth row. Brett just watches it fly away. And he's just like, I don't know what that was, so I guess I can't call anything. Bischoff gets in Brett's face, so he punches Bischoff. Then he takes down Scott Hall. Brett puts Hall in a sharpshooter as Larry gets up. He then chokes Bischoff with a belt. Brett raises Larry's hand as apparently Larry won via DQ thanks to the steel plate. So Larry regains control of WCW Nitro. That match was 11 minutes and was the longest match on the show by 5 minutes. And it wasn't on the show itself. It was a taped match. And it was awful. Larry Nabisco arrives and talks to Mike Tenay. Cracker Barry's Bischoff and says he is going to destroy the NWO. Well, you haven't done it for the past year, so what makes you think you can start now? We cut back to Nitro from the past Monday when Ray Trailer was spray-painted by the NWO. 
Scott Hall arrives first. Can anyone tell me what title Scott Hall has? Because this event took place on January 8th, 1998. It's not until next week, January 12th, that he wins the tag titles back with Kevin Nash. So why is he wearing a tag belt on Thunder? Hall is working this match in red and black and has Wolfpack written on his tights, despite the fact that the Wolfpack doesn't exist for another few months. This is, however, a nice Haas match, with both dudes just beating on each other. I wasn't much of a big Boss Man fan, but dude could mollywop a fucker. Hall has his trunks yanked up his ass. He looks like a giant Alexa Bliss. Larry arrives and distracts Hall, and Trailer spears him for the three. You know, the NWO sure do lose a lot. Juventud Guerrero makes his way to the ring. He is still wearing his mask at this time. I, of course, remember him more for his unmasked version, but... Eh. We show him hitting the 450 on Psychosis to get his title shot. Out next is WCW Cruiserweight Champion Ultimo Dragon. Let me tell you something. Ultimo Dragon was the character in WCW Thunder, the video game, that I most hated to face. And I didn't like to be him either, because I couldn't... I would I would face him in the game, and he'd be really good. And then I would try to do the stuff, and I'd be like, why can't I do it like he can? This is annoying. Ultimate Dragon is really fucking good, though. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Tony says that Scott Steiner slapped the ref during his match, which is why he got fined. Did I... I didn't see that. Did that happen? Whatever. Tude and Dragon tie up. Dragon leg sweeps Tude and Hoovy, Rana's Dragon, then spin kicks him off the side ropes. Dragon kicks Hoovy's face in. Dragon hits a series of kicks, then misses on a handspring elbow. Hoovy puts Dragon on the top ropes, but Dragon dicks him onto the ropes. Dragon moonsaults and completely misses Hoovy, but he sells it anyways. Way to be in position, Guerrero. Standing switches led to a German by Dragon. Dragon hits a dropkick midair as Hoovy goes for the flying nothing. Hoobitude hits a DDT, then a driver, then he hits a 450 and wins the Cruiserweight Championship. Very good match. Um, there are better Cruiserweight matches uh, that happen at various times throughout WCW's history, but this was a, a good one. It was, it was good. I was always a sucker for the Cruiserweights in WCW. Um, that's why I loved it so much when they brought it into WWE, and then they were like, oh, wait, we don't care about these guys, which sucked because Gregory Helms is forever my favorite Cruiserweight champion. Uh, him and Billy Kibben. Bret Hart arrives, then Ric Flair arrives, and then we do the exact same promo as what we saw earlier. Say you're the best with me in the ring. Flair says Bret was 14 years old, saying he wanted to be just like Ric Flair the first time he saw him. Flair says, yeah, Brett was a five-time WWF champion, while Flair was wrestling Brody and winning titles all over the world. Brett says, to be the man, he's going to have to beat the man, blah, 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 who gives a shit? This is literally, Ric Flair is annoyed that Bret Hart has a fucking catchphrase. That's all this feud is. And he continues to be like, say it with me in the ring, which is like, he's done this already. Another NWL member is on his way out, and it's Scott Norton. He is facing Lex Luger. Norton gets the upper hand to start, and then Buff Bagel arrives, so Luger kicks him down. Apparently now, 
it's Snickers sold out instead of sold out Snickers, or sold out by Snickers. So I guess Snickers is the one who sold it this time. Which also, this is, episode is making me kind of hungry. Norton hits a shoulder breaker, but Lugo becomes the first man to kick out of the move. Yep. Luger puts Norton in the torture rack, and Norton taps out. Bagwell then gets put in the rack, and he chucks Biff Buff into Macho Man Randy Savage. Boy, this group sucks. All they do is lose, and then they get beaten up, and then they get thrown into each other. Yeah. We go back to Starcade with Hogan fighting Sting. Hogan hits a leg drop, and Nick Patrick counts to three. Bret Hart grabs the bellkeeper's arm and says it was a fast count. It was not. Brett attacks Patrick, then attacks Hogan. He throws him back in a ring. They say the bell is ringing. It's not. Bagwell and Norton arrive, and Sting takes them both out. Sting hits two Stinger splashes and puts on the Scorpion Deathlock. Hogan says he taps, and Sting wins the belt. Now we, we go back to what the tape matches caught from Nitro last week. Sting splashes Randerson. Sting grabs Nick Patrick, and Hogan rolls up Sting, and Patrick counts to three. Sting drop kicks Hogan, and Patrick gives the belt to Hogan. Sting grabs Hogan, and Randerson wakes up, still thinking the match is continuing. Randerson calls for the bell when Sting locks in the Scorpion Deathlock. Dylan arrives to give the belt to Sting, but Bischoff arrives. <sighs> they tug of war with it, and Bischoff kicks Dylan in the dick. He death drops Bischoff as the NWO arrives, and beat the shit out of Sting. Out comes Bret Hart, and a bunch of WCW guys arrive. It's a huge brawl. <sighs> Alright, here we go. Dylan calls Hogan to the ring. He's flanked by the NWO members. He calls Sting down to the ring and asks that he brings the belt. Dylan announces the title will be vacant until they figure out how to solve this issue. But hey, it's okay because in three weeks we have Snickers sold out by, by Snickers to get a rematch. Wait, nope, I'm being told that there is no title match at Snickers, so we're actually going to go three months without a champion. Yeah. Sting chucks the belt on the ground, he tells Dylan he has no guts, and he tells Hogan he's a dead man. I would counter that stripping you of the championship and not just giving it to Hogan means he does actually have guts, but I get it. Back from break, and out comes Diamond Dallas Page, because that apparently wasn't our main event. He is the current WCW United States Champion. Kevin Nash is his opponent. I thought he wasn't going to be here. They tie up and DDP starts working the arm until Nash punches him down. DDP grabs him and hits him with a DDT, but Nash is back up and clubs him to the mat. Nash punches DDT in the bed, DDT, DDP in the back a few times and grabs him for a third, but DDP fights back. He gets nailed in the corner instead. The announcers forget that there is a match going on and just keep talking about the world title match. Nash gets a close two count and Nash snake eyes DDP then elbows him for two. Hogan distracts the ref, but it doesn't really help. This is the, this, this is the second time that we've had a, a fucking distraction that the people in the ring have done nothing to utilize it. Page gets punched by Hogan, which causes the DQ. Well, that was stupid. The Giant arrives, and we go off the air with Nash and the Giant wailing on each other. <sighs> a little bit more brutal than I thought it was going to be. But you know what? It's, it's the first episode of Thunder. 
It was three hours. A lot of it was fucking, uh, fucking recap and filler. It seems like a, a weird way to sell people on watching the show, because uh, in terms of the matches, none of them really mattered, and like the the main event was a title match, which then ended in DQ and was only there to set up Nash versus Giant. So, eh, like. I don't like it when your champions play second fiddle to Storylands, because DDP was just there. And he's a champion. He's a w, he's a US champion, but still, he's a champion. Like, it should mean more, you know? Um, the whole Sting and Hogan thing is so fucking weird and convoluted with how it went at, um, at Starcade, and then it's even more fucking convoluted that they're not just like, we're gonna just do a match at Sold Out by Snickers. Instead, they're like, no, fuck that. We're just going to not have a world champion for a little bit. I don't know if that was just because they had to fucking convince Hogan that, like, we'll give you the title back eventually, dude. Just, like, you got to let someone else have it for a little bit. But he can't, ju- he can't just lose it, you know? He can't just turn around and lose it. He's got to have some fucking fuckery with it and stuff like that because he just has a gigantic ego. Um, yeah. So, but that was it for... Uh, the first episode of Thunder. Uh, let me know what you think. If you want to uh, hit us up on on Twitter or or you know go to the website and make a comment on it. Um, yeah, I hope to do more of these at some point in time. Hopefully, in the future, they're only two hours and not three fucking hours for this big dog shit. But uh, yeah, bye bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>